Hello, everybody, and welcome to Sarah Has Things to Say. I'm your host, Sarah McCallion, and joining me today is a special guest, Sonia Pluza. This is episode 12 of Sarah Has Things to Say. We've taken a little bit of a break over the holidays, so I hope you guys all had a lovely Christmas, New Year's, um, and enjoyed time with your family. I know that I did. I had to take a little bit of time away just to relax and uh, you know do some self-care, but happy to be back and bring you guys some new episodes. So today's episode, like I said... I have a special guest here, Sonia Pluza, who is a mindset and transformation coach. And Sonia and I met just about a month and a bit ago at a networking meeting in Toronto. And just with some authentic conversation, uh, it made the most sense for her to come and join me today on the podcast. We're going to be talking about a lot of different things around imposter syndrome and rejection. And um, I hope you guys enjoy listening. Um, Sonia, thank you so much for joining me today. It's been so nice getting to know you over the last couple of weeks. I want to take the opportunity to have you introduce yourself and just get, let everyone know a little bit about you. Um, cause coach just doesn't, doesn't just cut it. There's way more to you. <laughs> yeah, for sure. No, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Um, and I think it's a great way to kick off the new year, especially with the topics that we're going to talk about. So as you mentioned, I'm a mindset and transformation coach. Um, and really, my goal is to help people bridge the gap between who they are and who they want to become or kind of find that um, balance between actually going after their dreams and, and having the confidence to chase the things they always say they wanted, but never quite have the opportunity to pursue. And it's actually a good time of year to talk about that because we talk about New Year's resolutions and everyone's always uh, talking about, you know, goals and aspirations and three weeks in they give up and they don't actually achieve that. So I think working with people to kind of break down the barriers as to why maybe they haven't actually gone after their dreams, why they haven't achieved their goals um, and what's holding them back is a big part of what I want to do. Um, and I think we do that through, you know, looking at where we currently are, what's been holding us back, getting a roadmap together and then embracing the journey to get us to where we're going. I love that. And I know myself personally, I've been through that exact experience and never really had a coach or anyone stringing me along, but definitely in, in my own experience, I can see that, you know, I could have, I could have definitely used someone like you and, uh, it sounds amazing. I think like what you're doing is great. Um, I know something that we, you know, talked about personally was just around how starting a new journey like that, it can bring about a lot of feelings of imposter syndrome. And I'm sure the clients that you're going to help are going to experience that as well. But I know for us, it's like, how do we get from point A to point B? So having these ideas and for me, especially it was having these ideas, having things that I want to do with my life and then just not knowing like, how do I start? Or if I start, what will happen? Will I be accepted? Will people make fun of me? You know? And I think, um, you know, something for me, especially with social media, just like we were just talking about this is just posting. It makes us feel so insecure or anxious about like, oh my God, what are people going to say if I start posting a whole bunch on Instagram? And that's kind of where it starts with a lot of people. It's like just having an idea, having a vision, and then actually just doing it and then seeing what happens. I'm sure that's the role that you play in people's lives is helping them get from that point A to point B. And that's amazing. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, so many good nuggets that yeah. you mentioned there uh, to touch upon. And I think the reason why I'm so passionate about mindset is for me, that's kind of where it starts because it's linked to the stories you tell yourselves and, and you know, the, the story of who you're supposed to be. So we grow up and we're told that if we follow a certain path and we do things a certain way, that will be what's deemed successful. And then we see all these people following different journeys and different paths and we start to get curious, but we don't think it's possible for us even if we see somebody else doing it. And then you kind of do tell yourself stories. I can't do it. I have no idea how to do that. It's possible for them, but it's not possible for me. So reassessing that mindset 
and changing I can't to I can or I'll learn or it is possible, I think is the first step. And then realizing kind of by doing that deeper work, like why don't you think it's possible for you? And until you do that and reprogram those thoughts, you're not going to be able to actually achieve what you want to do. Um, so for me, that's like where the passion lies. Um, and then just by doing things, taking action is where you're going to get confidence. You don't get confidence and then take steps. Mm -hmm. You have to do it. You have to be a beginner. You have to fumble. And then through that, you're going to actually achieve what you want to achieve. Um, but nobody gets there without the messy piece. That's <laughs> so true. And making mistakes along the way. Absolutely. Yeah. I think in one of my other podcast episodes, I mentioned that, you know, I used to tell myself this all the time that everybody good at something had to start somewhere. And I used to have to tell myself that all the time, especially when I became a photographer. I was like, who am I? Like, how am I even supposed to go out and take pictures of people and edit them? Are people going to like it? Are they not going to like it? But then I was like, the only way I'm going to get from being the person who's afraid to start is by actually doing it and trying it. And of course I've made a bunch of mistakes along the way. And that's just how I've gotten a little bit further on my journey or, or gone, you know, to a different stepping stone of where I'd like to go. But that's exactly it is that everyone starts somewhere. And, um, we're often, the biggest step is just actually starting because everything after that is kind of where we meet people, where we learn. And even meeting you, it's like one of those moments where I was like, oh my God, this is exactly what I need in my life right now. I need to be associated with, and I need to be in connection with other women who are on the same path as me because we're both on that journey. We're both starting something new and um, just, just trying to find our grounding. Um, something I know that we wanted to talk about is just imposter syndrome and what that is. And so, um, basically imposter syndrome is something anyone can experience. I know for me, it comes out as feeling like I don't know enough yet about something or feeling like I'm not expert enough yet to be talking about something. And I think that's something that I know you and I are speaking about is that it never really goes away. Mm -hmm. And you could speak a little bit more to that, but basically imposter syndrome is just this feeling that we've started something new. We've taken on this new identity. We've taken on this new role and we just don't feel like we can say it to, to anyone yet that, oh, I'm this or I'm that. And it's because it has a big link to our identity. And if we're changing our identity, if we're changing how society sees us, how our friends, how our family sees us, they're going to come with a lot of questions and a lot of who's this new Sarah? And they have to get to know us on, along the way just as much as we're getting to know this new version of ourselves. I think that's where that whole imposter syndrome comes from and feeling like we just, we're not it yet. And how do we get there? How do we become it, you know? Yeah, no, 100%. And I do think that, I know we talked about this when we were kind of chatting mm -hmm. about the episode. Um, everybody struggles with imposter syndrome in one area of their lives. And women are more susceptible to it than men based on kind of statistics. But that being said, you may be very confident in your career, but less confident in relationships or very confident in fitness and health, but really have no confidence in your career and bringing like a dream to fruition. And it comes back down to those limiting beliefs and the story that you're telling yourself and the disbelief that you belong somewhere. Um, and it doesn't matter that you have the experience, that you have the qualifications. And that's why you hear people say, like, it's not so much about your degree your certifications, the achievements you have. It's kind of reconnecting with, I, I deserve to be here. My voice deserves to be heard and I have a story and it may not be for everybody, but someone's going to resonate with it. Someone will connect with it. And if I don't have all the answers, I'll figure them out because nobody has the answers. I think nothing is more true in this particular time and age that nobody has the answers. Nobody knows what they're doing and nobody knows where they're going. Like, I don't think... If anyone disagrees with me, I don't know. I'm willing <laughs> to have okay. a, I'm, I'm willing to have a debate about it. But um, 
I know I've experienced it very heavily in my career and um, I never really saw my value. And it didn't matter how many people were telling me, no, you're great at this and we couldn't do this without you and you should pursue this dream or that dream. And I was like, mm, that's not for me. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to stay behind, behind the scenes, behind the curtains, you know, do what I wanted to do. I was like heavily focused on execution. I was a high performer. I never wanted to not deliver, but I was okay doing it behind the scenes and I didn't want to push for more. And it came down to the fact that I didn't see myself in that way. I didn't think it was possible for me. Um, and it wasn't through like I had to take the steps and I had to fumble and I had people actually to this day, I think there's so much value in having mentors, coaches, guides, because people see your potential before you do. And if you have someone in your corner saying, hey, this is possible for you, then it might just give you that push you need to believe, oh, I, I can do something different. Um, and you're scared and you're uncomfortable, but someone's telling you can do it. So you're so much more likely to actually move forward. It's so true. And that's such a beautiful experience to have had people in your life that kind of walked you along or saw something in you that you didn't see. I know that's definitely what it's felt like for me where somebody else had to kind of shake me and be like, you're capable of this. You can do this. Why do you keep talking yourself out of it? And exactly what you just said, that narrative that we tell ourselves, like something I made note of to talk about today. It's just around this dialogue that we have in our own head around who we believe we are, how capable we believe that we are. And um, that comes heavily in play when we're trying to figure out how do I go forward with this goal? How do I put this out there into the world? And this narrative that we keep telling ourselves, and it's like we see online or we see in books, like, you know, you have to change your self-talk. You have to change this negative thought process, but how do you actually do it if you're, if you've never done it before? And then if it feels really bad, or if all of the thoughts that we're having are negative, like you can't do it, you, you know, you're not going to make it. And, um, I know something that, uh, really resonated with me and something that you had said when we first met was just this, concept of, you know, you put yourself out there and you start this new path or a new career, you know, and especially, you know, for, for myself in my thirties, like I've already had a first career. I've already kind of done something. I've already had a second little career, a business here, a business there. I've put a lot out there on myself. And then this expectation that, you know, it has to go somewhere. Like if I've put it out there into the world and everyone's seen me do it, then if I don't make it, then I'm a failure, you know, or if I, you know, change the path somewhere that maybe it's because I wasn't good enough at it. And then that is what develops that self-talk is that if I started my photography career and decided I didn't really want to do it anymore, or it wasn't really for me or the lifestyle associated with it wasn't, was no longer serving me or my kids or my family, you know, then did I fail or just was I not good enough? Or was I allowed to make a conscious decision to redirect or reshift my life, you know? And I think that's the thing. We're so much more worried about what other people are going to think about it. Are they going to judge it? Are they going to, you know, then that creates this dialogue where if we just believe in ourselves and we just, you know, Hey, Sarah, it's okay if you reshift the plan, if you redirect your, you know, your steps somewhere, that's okay. That's part of the journey too. And I think that we put a lot of pressure on ourselves and we put a lot of pressure on what people think about us. Actually, one thing too, is that I think we think a lot of the time that people aren't going to support us as well. And then we're surprised to be like, Oh, actually there are people out there like me who are doing similar things. And you know, I am, I am like others who are just trying to figure it out, but you have to actually do something, fail at it or do something in it and redirect it in order to know that, okay, people will still support me even if I change directions a bit or, you know, but that dialogue, that self-talk, that narrative, like it applies to not only our career shift, but just everything in general, like, oh my God, like our relationships, family, all that kind of stuff. So it's, yeah, it's everything. I mean, <laughs> and how we talk to ourselves, what we say in the mirror, like all these things matter. A hundred percent. I think there's, I mean, so many nuggets yeah. with everything you just said, yeah. but you're allowed to change your mind. Yeah. 
I think that that's the piece that we often forget. Um, and well, sticking to the career path, you know, you think if you commit a lot of time and effort to a certain journey, it's like, well, I can't change now. Mm-hmm. Everyone sees me as this. I've, you know, gone to school for this. I've built my entire career on this. Like, how do I change now? And I've actually still been struggling with this recently. I know I started my career as a scientist, as a formulator. Um, I was in product development and R&D for a very long time. From that, I kind of moved into project program management and I kept making shifts. And with every shift, it was just kind of, uh, actually, I remember an interview that I had years ago. I was working for a pharmaceutical company and I went to apply for a crayon company and it was the manager actually there. It was like, you have a very unique skill set. Like, I don't think this is for you, but I'm like, no, I want to change. I want to do something different. Um, and it took me a long time before I made a change, but you know, I went from pharma to cannabis to, um, beverages and then kind of went into, you know, the coaching fitness wellness space and you're allowed to change. Mm-hmm. You know, I have, I have my degree in one thing I'm still using it your experience your skills everything that you learn on your journey you're going to use moving forward and you needed that experience to get you to where you're going to go you know and I think the other piece of what you said which is so important that yeah people will celebrate you and there are people that will be in your court and and you'll meet those people but it's not relying on that if you're going to make a change and if you're going to take a leap you yourself have to believe that version of you exists and you have to accept that version of yourself because there's going to be tons of people that will disagree with you or will project their own fears and insecurities Mm -hmm. on you, not because they don't want to support you. They're not doing it consciously. Um, but if that's not something that they're going to do, they don't know how to support you. So if you're not confident in where you're going and in who you are and in embracing like the fumbling and the failure and the journey that's associated with doing something new, it doesn't matter how many people support Mm -hmm. you. So it's like not relying on that external validation, I think to make a change Mm -hmm. and learning how to find that confidence within yourself. Yeah, it's so true. It's so true because what's sustainable is having that belief about ourselves, right? If we don't and we're relying on external validation, it's not sustainable, right? Like Mm -hmm. we're going to have, we're going to be seeking that external validation every single time we need that fill of like, am I good enough? Can I do it? And so, yeah, like that core belief about ourselves is everything. Yeah, I could totally see that because even when I've played something out, I'm like, oh, well, I have enough internal confidence to make myself get there you know yeah yeah and I think the the other part of it too is you know sometimes when you think about like playing out these things Mm -hmm. um oftentimes we have a propensity to think negative right like the worst case scenario which can be powerful but you know what if it does work out it worked out for someone else but don't have a timeline or an expectation around that I will say that's been my biggest lesson like it might not work out right away and you can't go from zero to a hundred so go from zero to 10, like take those baby steps. Like we hear it often. Yeah. Um, but know that if you do stumble, if you do fall, if you are rejected and if people do laugh at you, like if that's the worst case scenario, you'll recover. If you try something and it doesn't work out, you'll recover. Um, how many people have made big you know, failures and changes and, and missteps? They're fine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know, you have to dust yourself off. You might have to take some time. It might not feel very good for a little bit but you'll you'll pick yourself up and you'll find your next step you know yeah it's so true and i think that kind of segues into our next little topic is just the big concept of rejection and how i think this time of year is a great place space to talk about it because it is a new year we want to start off with a fresh face but i think there are these bandwagons of having to start new goals and start new you know fitness journeys and stuff like that and how about for the people that just don't you know they want to just live and just be and they don't want to set too many big goals but they you know 
they want to also just reflect on the year before and set some new intentions for themselves. I think for me this year, I was like, I don't have a lot of big goals, but I really want to take some of the lessons that I have from 2023 and actually really live them out and apply them, be more intentional, be more conscious with my conversations, my relationships. And, you know, yeah, I want to have intentional eating. I want to, you know, intentionally move my body and exercise and things like that. But I definitely don't want to get all like, like in this mind frame where I have to change or be someone else because I've worked hard to get to where I am right now, you know, or I've really, I've taken a lot to be where I am. And I think that acceptance of, I want to be who I am and not feel pressured to be this way or that way or change or make any big drastic, you know, but in, in light of all that is the whole concept of rejection. Like we as a society hate being rejected to the point where we actually prevent ourselves from experiencing things out of fear of, these big rejections. And so making a big goal or making a change or making any kind of life redirection, we have to accept that there's going to come with rejection. So for me in the last year, I did a, a, I've made a few career changes and I know a big one was just like, okay, what if I'm not accepted by clients? What if I don't get clients? What if the clients that I'm trying to work with no longer want to work with me or something like that? And it's like all those what ifs, what ifs, what ifs, and all of those what ifs were preventing me from actually getting any clients, you know? Cause it's mm-hmm. like, I stopped myself from getting to the point of like, okay, let me put myself out there. So I think as we were talking about it leading up to today, it's just like, we have to be become so compassionate and accepting of who we are as people to know that a rejection is not a personal attack on our character. It's not a personal attack on who we are as human beings. It's just that sometimes when we're rejected, it's a redirection to something that's greater for us or something that's more meant to be more fitting. You know, I think we are always so like hard on ourselves. Like we're not good enough. I'm not good enough as a person or, you know, something, it must be because of me, but really it's like, there's, there always, we always have to believe that there's a greater plan because if we were to get stuck on every single rejection, we'd never actually make it to the next step of our lives. We just get stuck and then never move forward. And I know we were talking a lot about rejection. It's just like, how have you seen it in your own life and how has it, how have you used rejection to redirect you into another area? I know we talked about it a little bit, but let's talk about it here. <laughs> yeah, no, I think, I mean, exactly how you said, um, and I guess it's kind of cliche, but I, I believe it to my core, like rejection is yeah. redirection. Yes, I love it. You know, nothing that's meant for you is going to pass you by and reframing those experiences i mean let's be honest rejection sucks Mm -hmm. and it hurts horrible it's horrible nobody wants to be rejected nobody wants to experience that but i actually think that that's the first step Mm -hmm. letting yourself feel that feeling and be sad because oftentimes we're like okay whatever rejected move on gonna i'll get the next one and it's like you don't actually allow yourself to take that pause and be like oh i I really thought that i wanted that and i say thought that i wanted that because if it doesn't work out like we said something Mm -hmm. better is going to come but and this is sad and this is really hard and maybe i need some time before i pick myself up and and move on and then it's the other piece and linked to new year's i think resolutions when i started so my fitness transformation was my biggest transformation it took me 10 years to actually find something that stuck and then to lose the weight. And that actually triggered like my whole personal and professional transformation as well. But when I think about that, it was starting small and not stopping. So the biggest thing that helped me was not doing extreme programs and not saying like, I'm going to give everything up and you know, all or nothing mentality. It was very small steps. Mm -hmm. And when I had a mishap, 
it's okay. Had a mishap, had a few days of, you know, being off plan. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Then I got right back up and started again. Yeah. Um, and I think that's the biggest thing. If you mess up, if you're rejected, if someone says something that hurts your feelings or, you know, that one step that you thought was going to be your big break turns out to not go in your favor, it's okay. Just start again and take those small steps. And you never know which small steps will kind of lead you to something. So we were talking right before recording. I've always wanted to be on a podcast. <laughs> uh, went to a networking event, yeah. met you. You yeah. have a podcast. Hey, we should connect. And now we're recording a podcast together. But that was five weeks. Yeah, yeah. And it was, you know, reaching out saying, hey, it was great to meet you. Did you want to connect sometime? Like you could have very well said, no, I'm not interested. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's fine, yeah. you know? So I feel like the other big piece um, is not taking things personally. Yeah. And I often reference the four agreements. Miguel Ruiz, yes. great book. Yes. Everyone should read them. But I think the hardest one, but the most important one is like, don't take things personally. People's reaction to you is, is nothing to do with you. And even if it is, if someone really is mm-hmm. reacting to you as a person, do you really want that energy in your life? Like, do you really want someone that doesn't choose you or doesn't want you or mm-hmm. a career that doesn't think you're good enough? Like, whatever, insert like kind of um, situation there. Do you want that? If like someone is pushing against you that hard, it's not for mm-hmm. you. There's it's something better. You. Yeah. Find your people, find your environment, find your kind of mm-hmm. vibe um, because it exists. You just kind of have to do the work to to get there. It's so true. And not forcing. Like we, sometimes we want some, we, exactly what you said. I thought I wanted it. We think that we want something so bad, but we don't want the thing we have to force. Not the job, not the friendship, not the, you know, relationship. Like we want something that flows naturally and nicely and that we don't have to put pressure on, right? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, there's a certain level of personal pressure we have to put on our own goals, our own achievements, our own ability to be successful at our career. But if we're trying to force something to happen so badly, yeah like I I hear people say even to get on podcasts you have to be persistent and you have to you know I've heard of you know other people messaging certain people that they want on their podcast like a hundred times I think that kind of persistence is amazing great but you know what if it's meant to be if it's meant to happen if people are meant to get on a podcast together they will and just like this like we connected at a networking event and I I had my own personal experience with you I just thought oh my god Sonia is so great and like some of the things that you said and after when you messaged me you're like do you remember me I'm like of course I remember you what do you mean like I wanted I, I want, was nervous I want you in my life just as much as you want to be in my life yeah and that's such a beautiful experience it's a shared um genuine genuine connection like you just you, you feel it you experience it and you move forward but that level of like oh should I put myself out there maybe I need to do it more with other people too like I need to reconnect with people out, out elsewhere or like after I've met somebody to follow up but yeah, it was a good example of that. It was a good example of just a natural thing happening. And, and um, you know, even with dating or even with friendships, you know, sometimes things do, they need a pause or they need to take a break because it's not working or you, you feel like you have to force it. And let let time take its course. Sometimes things need space or th- things need time apart in order to know, like, is this meant to be? Is this meant in my life? And exactly what you said is that if it is meant for you, it will come into your life. And mm-hmm. um, that's that's the thing is we were just talking before this is that there's this gray area that people are, hate being in because we want things to be concrete. We want it to be black or white. We want it to be, is it a win? Is it is it a yes? Is it a no? And sometimes we just don't get those answers right away. And so we need to feel that level of rejection. We need to feel that discomfort with ourselves to know that, okay, I'm not going to try to block it. I'm not going to try to avoid it. I'm not going to try to like do something to make these feelings go away. I'm just going to let them feel in my body. And I think as probably you've experienced is that for rejection just feels disgusting. It feels like it's a, it's a personal attack on us, but like 
we're trying not to take it personally. We're trying not to feel like maybe some level of like rejected. Like we're trying not to reject ourselves the way we feel rejected and that mm-hmm. feeling of disgust or like, oh, I did, I'm, I'm bad or I'm off or I'm not enough and allowing ourselves to take away all those thoughts and move them into like a box beside us. It's like, okay, I'm not disgusting. I am enough. I am all the things that I believe I am to be true. Even if that person or that job or that thing doesn't see my value that way. It doesn't mm-hmm. affect my value. Like I'm still who I am. I'm still, I'm going to feel this yucky feeling for a couple of days, but then I'm going to pick myself back up just like you were saying and have a little blip, but then get back on the bandwagon of like myself. Like I'm back. I'm my number one cheerleader because again, if it, I'm not sustainable within myself, then how will all my goals be achieved? They won't because I'll be waiting for other people to continue to value me and mm-hmm. I need to value myself first. And I think that that's exactly kind of what you were saying is that those it's necessary it's absolutely necessary in order for us to feel like we can sustain the life that we need to live and to move into being the person that we're meant to be we can't do it without those beliefs about ourselves those core values that we are enough we are worthy we're valuable yeah and i think um you know when we talk about imposter syndrome like it's like or we talked about a little bit earlier the importance of accepting yourself and how you see yourself um when you go after these things because people will question you, yeah. um, that external validation will waver. So you need to be really kind of strong in your why and your purpose and, and where how you're moving forward. But I think the other thing comes down to like where we place our sense of worth. You know, your job is not your worth. Mm-mm. The way you look is not your worth. Yeah. Your relationship is not your worth. And the only thing you have control over is yourself. Your thoughts, your actions, your reactions. You can't control anybody else. And everyone's on their own journey that even if you think you know, you don't really know what they're struggling with. They're having the same questions, you know, the same discussions in their mind that you are. And it might take them in a different direction. So while it might feel like rejection, because they said no to you mm-hmm. um, or someone else got, you know, selected mm-hmm. for the promotion or you wrote a message, you put yourself out there, you took that leap and the person never responded to you. It's not about you. They yeah. have other priorities, yeah. other things going on. You know, sometimes there's only one opportunity and one person gets it because it's their time. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mm-hmm. mean that you don't have a time yeah. and it doesn't mean you're not worth it. It's just not your time. So true. Right. That's, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this is telling me so much more about how fitting and how, you know, we're on the same page about a lot. You're in mine thought for, oh my God, mine and your thought process is definitely on the same track. Yeah. yeah. Well, because I think, and I've kind of to your point. Yeah. And I know you and I both talked about how, you know, five years ago, we didn't think this way. No. We definitely didn't talk this no. way. Um, didn't have that kind of confidence. But it is letting go of that need, I think, for prescription. Yeah. Because we want to, I do this five-step plan and this is, I'm going to have success. Yeah. And I'm going to have this. It doesn't mm-hmm. work that way. No. Um, and even the people selling you this, it's not that they're lying. Like if someone did take 10 steps and they got success and, yeah. you know, they're sharing that method, it doesn't mean it can't get you there. Yeah. But like, you don't know what they had before. No. You don't no. know about their network. Um, and they always will do things a little bit differently so you may get different results it might take longer there's also like more than one way that something can come to fruition Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so I feel like it's like detaching from expectations and needing things to work out a certain way Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and being okay operating in the gray zone that's right and operating in a kind of place of ambiguity yeah and then allowing the answers to kind of flow to you and that doesn't mean sitting back and be like okay yeah (laughs) yeah but like you still have to move forward and take kind of steps in that direction um um, but not being so attached to when and how everything is going to work out mm-hmm. because life can surprise mm-hmm. you, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. And not being so mad at the world, right? Like when things don't go our way, I yeah. think that's the problem is like we spend more time in the woe is me. Why me? Why is this happening to me place? And it doesn't allow us to pick ourselves back up and actually 
life is, I've said this so many times, but like life is always doing something to teach us something with rejection, with redirection. It's teaching us something that we can't see up front right now. Mm-hmm. Um, we we spend a lot of time like, why is this happening? There's a, always a reason why something is happening. And if we just look at it for what it is and say, okay, this is not my time. This is not for me. So, this is for someone else and let them have it because we want to send that good energy out into the world because we would want other people to be receiving and sending that that energy to us as well. Like, you know, we that there's a competitive nature in this world. And yeah, there might be only one spot and one position, one person gets it. But like at the same time, is that person, whether we don't get to determine whether they were worthy or unworthy of getting it. We don't get to sit and why them and not me. Because guess what? The more that that energy sits with us, the more yucky we're going to feel for longer. Like we have to actually allow other people to have wins and feel excited for their wins too, even if it means that we lost. And that type of energy I think is what fuels and propels our greater success later is maybe it's not for me now, but maybe it will come for me. And when it does, I know that it'll be my time and I won't, you know, I won't, sit back on it or sabotage it or I'll appreciate it when it comes. I think that's what we struggle with too is just like once we get it, we don't even know what to do with it. We're like, oh my God, I got this. (laughs) And I think sometimes the universe is trying to tell us that is that like maybe you didn't get it now because you weren't really ready for it. And it was not. Yeah. So I think that that's, oh, thank you so much for all your input. It's amazing. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You literally took the words out of my mouth. Like sometimes you don't get something because you're not ready for it. Um, And I agree with you too. I think we're all guilty sometimes of falling into kind of that like a victim mentality. Mm -hmm. I didn't get this. And that means I'm not good enough. And that means my dreams aren't going to come true. And I have to go back to who I was before. Mm And then you miss all of the opportunities and all of the options that are in front of you um, because you're stuck in a loop of like, what didn't happen. Um, And again, I'm not saying like, feel those feelings, like like, have that, have that release, Um, you know, do the reflection of like, okay, maybe why didn't I get there? Mm -hmm. Like, if I'm not ready, what can I do to Mm -hmm. be ready? To be ready, yeah. Um, But make sure you, you know, when to step out of that so that you can actually see like the options ahead of you and and be open to it coming to fruition in a Mm -hmm. different way. Because I don't know, if I think about like, we don't have time to talk about our paths, obviously. Um, but if I think about the direction that my life took and the pivots and turns and the opportunities, yeah, I wouldn't have been able to predict no. one of them. No, not a single. <laughs> not a single one. So when I think about all of the twists and turns that I've taken in my life and the direction it's been, I wouldn't have been able to predict a single pivot or a single opportunity. So you just kind of have to sometimes let these things play out in the way that they're supposed to. Mm-hmm. I love that. I feel like that is the message I'm going into 2024 with is that I want to own that energy. I hope other people want that energy for themselves because it is, we try, we're so set on outcomes. We're so set on like, it needs to be a certain way. I, you know, I, it's 2024. I need to have this by 2025. I need to have this. And it's like, yeah, you can have a general sense and you can have things that you're doing to work towards those things, but know that there's going to be derails. Like there is going to be things on your path that in the next three months, the next six months that you weren't expecting. And that's all part of the bigger plan. And unfortunately we don't get to know what comes next, but I think sitting in that gray area, like we were saying, sitting in that spot where it's like, okay, I know that I still have to do things to try to get somewhere, but I know that it might not lead to the exact outcome I'm I have myself set on and that's part of the journey that's part of the the highs and lows of life right yeah you made me think of actually because you know we always talk about growth Mm -hmm. and lessons and like what can we take from the situation yeah and i think we have a you know desire for those to be positive learnings sometimes but sometimes it's 
oh, I know I don't want this. Yeah, yeah. I know that that's not how I want to behave. Yeah. I know that if I'm ever in that position, I don't want to treat someone in that way. Mm-hmm. You know, the lessons aren't always grand. They're mm-hmm. not always positive. They're not always going to necessarily kind of propel us mm-hmm. forward. Mm-hmm. It might just kind of give us an indication of like where else um, we need to go. And mm-hmm. I think this made me think of too, as we talk about this, because I'm always conscious of when you're talking about personal development, mindset, and, and some of these principles like imposter syndrome and rejection, it's... Like, what's the tangible aspect of it? Like, okay, you say you don't take things personally. Okay, you say, like, don't make assumptions or it's redirection. But sometimes it's hard to actually wrap your head around it. And unfortunately, like, the only way to deal with these things, like, if you want to get more confident, you have to put yourself in situations Mm -hmm. where you can failure. You have to put yourself in situations where you're going to be uncomfortable. And you have to put yourself in new situations. So kind of adapting that beginner's mindset. And it's okay. And it's um, knowing that through practice, through exposure, I'm going to get better at something. And the same thing with rejection. If you want to get better at handling rejection, put yourself in situations where you can be rejected. Mm -hmm. And I know that sounds like, why would I willingly do that? It's not going to feel better. And if you think about probably the people you look up to, Mm -hmm. they've heard no a million times. Yeah. Um, They have been rejected a million times. And there's countless stories about it of, you know, the famous legends that are talked about in every business course or every entrepreneur references in in their kind of conversations. They've heard no a million times. They've had like six different businesses. Um, You know, they've tried, they've tried, they've tried. And it's not that it feels better, but you get better at handling it Mm -hmm, and you mm -hmm. get better at dusting yourself off. So I think the best thing is if you want to get more confident, like put yourself in more situations to get uncomfortable, to develop the skill. Mm -hmm. And then to feel confident. If you want to get better at handling rejection, put yourself in mm-hmm. situations where you could be rejected. Yeah. Then if it goes well, you're on cloud nine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if there you get one yes out of like 50 no's, you're going to be like, oh my God, yeah. I won. Um, yeah. And that like starts the cycle. Yeah. You know, there's that kind of the cycle. Like we want, again, we want it to start with like motivation. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. where does motivation come from? How do I get motivated? Mm-hmm. You don't. Like you yeah. take action. Yeah. Once you take those actions, you start to get results. The results feel good. So you're motivated and you take more action and that cycle continues and The other thing, actually, I was doing a Peloton walk of all the <laughs> of all of the places to get inspiration. But um, the instructor was talking about, you know, her daughter came home from basketball practice and she's like, "I want to quit basketball." She had a very bad game, and her mom said, "You can quit, but I want you to quit after a good game. Mm-hmm. I want you to quit after like um, things go well, mm-hmm. and then if you want to quit, no, nope, no problem." She had a great game. She's like, "No, I think I I think I'm good at this. I want to keep going." So mm-hmm. it's like you're going to be bad, but don't quit when it's hard. Yeah. Don't quit at the beginning. Don't quit when like everything's going wrong give Mm -hmm. yourself a chance Mm -hmm. and then if things are going well and it still feels misaligned and it still feels bad that's probably not the right foot and that's okay yeah we pivot we change we move forward right that's beautiful right yeah i love that i love that (laughs) i love i love that it's a good reminder like even when you know and yeah it's so funny because um it's easier when you're removed from the situation to see things because you see things more like it's free of emotion. It's free of vulnerability. So true. It's free yeah. of fear. Um, but we, everyone needs the reminder. Mm-hmm. No matter how successful you are, no matter how accomplished you are, no matter how much mm-hmm. you've achieved, like fear, doubt, imposter syndrome yeah. affects all of us. And we could all use those reminders yeah. um, to help kind of move us forward. Yeah. I never used to be the kind of person that believed in pauses or like breaks from things, or even if like, oh, it's not going well, I don't want to do this anymore. I, but now I'm like, it really takes a wise person to take a step back from their entire life, even when things are going well and be like, is this still what I want? Is this still in line with my vision? And I really love what that mom did because it's so true. Like if you're, of course, everyone would want to, would want to quit when it's challenging. Who doesn't, you know, get back from a difficult run or a diff- difficult sporting game and say, I never want to play this game again. But then yeah. 
to do it when things are good, most people wouldn't want to leave, mm-hmm. right? It's like, oh, I actually did it. I liked it. It was good. So sticking around and staying when it's hard, I think that's the biggest challenge in life. It's something I'm definitely working on right now. I was just telling you guys before the podcast started, it's like, I like to quit when things are hard and I like to <laughs> just erase it all, but that's definitely something I'm working on right now. And so it's nice to have that conversation today. This is all, all feels very meant to be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's a- Uncomfortable mm-hmm. to stay, stay on the course when it feels challenging. Yeah. And yeah. I think too, it's like we want, when things are right, like it feels good yeah. and we want to like have that feeling in everything we yes. do all the time. Yes. And it's just not unrealistic. No. Something feeling hard doesn't mean it's wrong. Yeah, exactly. Right? Exactly. Um, and anyone will tell you, like the people that have accomplished what you want, if you sit down with them, you yeah. have an honest conversation, there are sleepless nights. There yeah. are like crying into your pillow. Mm-hmm. There are times when you want to like throw it all in the air and give yeah. up. Of course, like nobody doesn't experience that at some point in their lives. Yeah. But what differentiates you um, from them is they kept going. They kept going. Pushed mm-hmm. through it, right? Mm-hmm. They, they were willing to get uncomfortable mm-hmm. and kind of addressed, okay, what am I feeling? Why is this mm-hmm. coming up? And how can I move forward? Yeah, it's so true. So I think if you were listening today, I hope that if you'll take anything from our message is that keep going and whatever it is that you're trying to work towards this year, when it's challenging, don't just throw in your hat and, you know, try to like cancel the whole plan. Take a step back, take a breather, take a break and just ask yourself like, what, what, what do I need right now? Do I need to just like have a good night's sleep and start fresh in the morning? Like do things for yourself that are going to feel good. You know, it doesn't have to be a full deal breaker. It's over. It's done. I'm going to quit this career. Mm-hmm. You know, give yourself time. You know, even if it's um, a couple days, give yourself a couple hours, do something nice for yourself to just take yourself out of the situation and get yourself back with the mindset that, okay, even though this last few days sucked, I could still do this. I still can accomplish this. I'm still capable. And do that as many times as you need to before you really, really, really say I'm done with this thing, whatever it is, it is whatever it is that you are working on. Um, is there any like last words of advice you'd give anyone who is starting maybe something new this year is taking on a new journey, a new business endeavor and, you know, are really wondering like, should I, should I do it? Like, what would you tell them? Yeah. I mean, building off of what you said, yeah. like my, my motto, there's two, I, I write myself yeah. notes all the time. Um, but one of them is like, you can pause, you can stop, but you can't quit. Oh, I love it. Right. That's exactly so it. It's yeah. okay. It's okay. If you have a bad day, it's okay. Mm-hmm. If you need to step away, it's okay. If there is, you know, a week where you don't do anything mm-hmm. because you're so overwhelmed, but don't stop. Yeah. Don't let it stop you. Keep moving forward. Yeah. Even if it's the tiniest step. Um, and the other one that, um, my personal kind of tagline for the year is like, if you want different, you need to move different. So, um, if you want to change, if you want to achieve something you haven't done before, you're not going to do that with the habits or the behaviors or, or kind of the, current opportunities that that you've been selecting so you have to be willing to get uncomfortable and move a little bit differently and step outside of the norm to kind of achieve a different result so i love it i think that's it but apart from that you can do it yeah i mean all these people that say you can do it they did it through their mindset like reprogram your thoughts reprogram what you tell yourself and you know switch that switch from i can't Mm -hmm. it's too hard to i'll figure it out i'll figure it out it's not it's not going to be easy you're not going to be able to do it right away but you'll figure it out. Yeah. Right. And once you get one success, it makes all the other ones 
you know, a little bit easier because you did, you did something and it got there. <laughs> yeah. A hundred percent. You just do that one win. Yeah. <laughs> even if it takes a year, even if it takes six months, just keep going till you feel it. Well, and why are yeah. we rushing, yeah. right? Like you do, life is short, but it's also long. Yeah. Um, yeah. so you don't have to achieve everything in the same timeline as everybody else. Mm-hmm. You know, you're on your own journey. Yeah. You're on your own path and, and how that kind of transcri- like transpires. Yeah. That's yeah. the magic. That's, That's the, the beauty. beauty. Yeah. That is the beauty. That's the beauty. <laughs> Sonia, thank you so much for joining me today this has been lovely i loved having you here and hopefully you'll come back again yes thanks so much i loved it you can offer a lot more tips (laughs) i'm anytime i'm here (laughs) awesome all righty that's a wrap